You are now listening to the Walk After Falling podcast. I don't know what kind of struggle you're going through. I don't know what the situation may be, but you serve a mighty God. Tim, lay down a freestyle. Just um. <laughs> just, just like, with you. I was like, Tim, are you still there? <laughs> <laughs> All right. We are back. Happy Monday, everybody. It is uh, going to be an interesting holiday. Yes, it is. So by the time you're listening to this, you'll be two days before Thanksgiving. Three days before Thanksgiving? Yes. Yeah. And it's going to be interesting. I know that we're not going to be able to see family. Family's not going to be able to come into town mm-hmm. from Florida. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of sad. So we're probably going to have like a little two-person, three-person Thanksgiving. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, it'll be interesting. But I'm here with... Catherine. And we have an awesome, talented, like, like I didn't even know half of the things this guy's done in his life, which mm-hmm. is awesome, oh, and you're going to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> and we oh, grew shucks. up and we grew up not too far from each other literally across like harlem avenue pretty much <laughs> um but no i'm happy to have uh this person on and if you can please introduce yourself mr multifaceted multi-hyphen <laughs> hey thanks for having me uh, my name's tim um i yeah as Julie mentioned, we met at, you know, Soul City and pretty much we were separated brothers at birth. Right. We lived like right across the town in Oak Forest and Tinley Park. And, you know, we had a little bit of a Main Street dividing us. But, um, <laughs> you know, we were pretty much brothers separated right. at birth, you know, and right. I believe that. <laughs> but, yeah, I am a... American. I am 26 years old. I reside um, just down the street of Julian in Tinley <laughs> Park. Um, and yeah, I have the joy and privilege of working and attending at Soul City right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it's just been such a joy to be part of such an amazing community um, mm-hmm. to meet people like you guys yeah. and mm-hmm. all the people that you guys have interviewed from Soul City and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Right. Um, it is just such a pocket of joy within Chicago that mm-hmm. a lot of people don't know about, but I hold, you know, so dearly to my heart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Yeah, and the, and we're going to hear that story in a second, but tell us what you do for Soul City, Tim, because you are on staff. You do everything. Yeah, you do Soul a lot, <laughs> but but tell us like what this, the, the main things you do that you are known for. Right. Um, so, I mean, when I first got hired, uh, my official title was the receptionist. Um, and then, you know, quickly as people were transitioning off of the staff and um, you know, different needs were, um, seen, uh, I quickly became the operations admin person as well for the mm-hmm. staff. Um, so though I'm still the receptionist right now, I would say that that's like 10% of my role right, right. now. And then the other 90% is doing operational stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, like developing systems, um, you know, helping people, um, reach peak efficiency within our staff and, mm-hmm. you know, tagging along onto different projects within the um, ministry mm-hmm. um, and just aiding, 
you know, kind of like a thoughtful process through um, whatever project that they're, you know, they have, or if it's like a specific event, right. um, thinking about all like the little details that people don't want to. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of like my official title. Um, but then also on the side, I'm a volunteer drummer. Um, and obviously that's where my heart is right now is with worship and, um, you know, drumming and, you know, leading people into a time of worship. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's my kind of roles at Soul City. I, I don't really know. I do. I guess I do do a lot. But, you do. Um, <laughs> Christy's always like, whenever I have a question about how to set up something or like just anything random, she's like, ask Tim. He probably knows. <laughs> <laughs> but it was so cool at, like, at the anniversary gatherings to see you because like they set it up in a different way where like you and then two, uh, I don't know what instruments they were playing, but um, you guys were like Keyboards. elevated. Yeah. Mm. You guys were elevated. Yeah. It was so cool. Cause it was just like the drums were the center. It like, was really it cool. It was dope. Yeah. And it, so, it was like, and that was a labor of love. Yeah. Mm. So I, I know you say like, you know, doing the operations admin stuff is about 90% of, of your role. But honestly, like, wouldn't you say like, even, even during this time, like COVID, everything happening, like, and I, I just gets annoyed with myself when I say during this time, like, right. isn't that like, mm-hmm. isn't that such a popular line? Mm-hmm. I feel like during, <laughs> I mean, like everybody's using it during this time, mm-hmm. but like, you know, with everything that's gone down, that's probably another one, but yeah, with all that, Tim, like drumming, that has been, you've been there. I mean, I, I've watched when you guys were recording, you know, pr- uh, ahead of time as well. Um, and I mean, like 10 songs, you know, that you right, guys were going right. to use. So like, talk to me a little bit about that role. Like, cause that is like, that is something you're doing a lot as well too. You know what I mean? Right. I know you say volunteer, but I mean, that is something that you are just like living into right now. Right. Yeah. This COVID season was absolutely crazy. Um, because obviously at first when we um, made the shift of not meeting in person, um, I mean, the first couple of weeks, it was just so much unknown and mm-hmm. um, it was crazy. We turned our auditorium into an awesome looking living room set and, yeah. um, <laughs> just because of COVID exposure uh, for the next couple months, we just asked the people on staff to be on the band. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it was, it was so awesome to see what, how worship never ceased mm-hmm. during this season. And um, if anything, it was just amplified and uh, it was it was just such a tremendous honor to be able to play um, the past like eight or nine months um, while people are watching online and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Um, It was obviously it was, it's, it's still really hard right now for me to just play in front of a camera. Right. Um, But the biggest things that I, I, that I've learned was these cameras are there to capture what's happening in the room at the Mm -hmm. moment. Mm -hmm. Um, And we want, what's happening at the moment in the room. We want that to happen in people's living rooms, mm. in their bedrooms, wherever they're watching and whoever they're watching with. Um, so very much so this, this season has, it's stretched me 
um, beyond limits. Right. And especially during the racial awakening mm-hmm. where, you know, things were amplified like crazy. Um, that's one thing that I noticed is that our worship didn't end. Wow. And when our band, there was one set, I didn't, I didn't, re- I don't know why it took so long for me to realize and a couple months into it, but um, there was one set where we, where we were in a circle and we we're all facing each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was literally looking around <laughs> and, um, you know, when I, when I think of soul city, I would think of it as a, a predominantly white church. Right. Um, but in that circle, we had, you know, a Brazilian, we had two white guys, we had um, a Puerto Rican, we had, you know, an African-American, we had an Asian, mm-hmm. wow. like we just had so many different races around that circle. Mm. And the crazy thing was that regardless of what we look like, regardless of who we are, like we joined together mm. to make one worship sound wow. and like that will always resonate with me for the rest of my life mm. um is that you know regardless of whatever season that we're in um even moving forward when covid is over mm. um and i'm speaking that into existence yeah. <laughs> yeah, um but even when covid is over like our worship's going to increase even more because mm. like it's going to give us something to celebrate but in the meantime, right now, when people are feeling, you know, deep down and kind of hopeless, um, I just, our worship team, I, I, I take on that role of, mm-hmm. uh, giving people hope, giving people something to rejoice about. And, you know, though it's hard, um, like to encourage them to sing about how good God is, regardless of the mm-hmm. season that we're in and to be able to acknowledge that. Yeah, I yeah. love that. I feel like um, you worship is like a big part of your life. And it's like, I can like hear it in your voice too. Like that's where your passion is and like where your heart is. Mm-hmm. Um, so what has like, what is worship meant to you through this season specifically? Like you leading people into it, but what is it meant for you to receive it? Mm. Oh, man. I mean, for me, um, I would definitely say that in this season, like my anxiety has gotten pretty crazy just because of all the unknowns and somehow I became like a germaphobe in this season and stuff like that. So, um, you know, and that placed a lot of worry on my heart. Mm. Um, but you know, there was, um, one recording where we were, we were singing King of my heart Mm. and man, like God just quickly shifted my way of thinking and reminded me that he's still the king over the situation and though Mm. things are getting worse and worse um like he hasn't flinched Mm. on the throne um and it it was literally almost like he was testing me like Mm. how strong are you how how um courageous are you to Mm. be able to walk through the season and to worship me Mm. um how can you withstand the storm um, mm-hmm. while I am taking a nap in the boat, um, what right. are you going to be doing? Are you wow. going to be freaking out or are you just going to take a nap alongside me? Wow. Um, but yeah, just being, you know, vigilant, obviously of the situation going around with, you know, the pandemic, but also at the same time, just acknowledging that God is still in control. Mm. And that has been my posture for worship is just been mm. on my knees in surrender, knowing mm-hmm. that, 
yeah, I'm powerless and I can't control the situation. And just trusting that, you know, God is doing some kind of awakening within this world Mm -hmm. right now. Um, And there's a significant reason why um, God is impacting all the nations of the world right now with this, you know, pandemic. Mm. Um, So, yeah, that's 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 affected my worship because um, it just changed my posture completely Mm. um, to see that, you know, he's sitting on the throne that he is not moving and um, I don't have to worry that, you know, peace will be still um, Mm -hmm. upon my heart. And, you know, it's, it's my job as a worship leader um, to extend that peace to others as well and help them realize, you know, the same thing that I have realized. Mm -hmm. That's good. Yeah, man. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. Cause I feel like it's so it's, it's enough to, you know, it's one thing to give of yourself in that way, but you know, refilling your cup, you know, um, filling, Mm -hmm. filling Mm -hmm. yourself back up is so, so much more of, of, uh, not work, but it's so important to put yourself in that position as well. Requires more intention. Yeah. 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 Because burnout is real in anything that you do, you know, and and that that causes, uh, you know, derailment in, in so many ways. Um, but we're thankful for you because I mean, Man, you kill it up there. Like, when, mm-hmm. honestly, like, and, and just, just when we went back for the anniversary, and just like watching you up there on that little riser, mm-hmm. man, that was awesome, man. That was cool. And just killing it, man. So thank you hey. for for doing that because you are touching lives, mm-hmm. definitely. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I, I mean that. That's all I care about is mm. you know and the skill that I have or whatever. Um, that's literally all given by God. Like, yeah. You know, and that goes back to, you know, when I first started playing drums, like I didn't, I didn't take one drum lesson in my life, Mm. Um, you know, and I give all that credit to God. Um, I just randomly sat behind a drum set and then started (laughs) playing to see where I am now is absolutely blessing. And to see how God is using that, um, like, seriously, that's only God, like only God can do that. And only God can lead me to you know, where I am right now, but Definitely. I seriously appreciate that yeah. encouragement. Like it's the credit seriously goes all to like the other band members as well. Um, like we just feed off of each other's mm-hmm. energy. And um, I think collectively as a band, I'm speaking on behalf of the band, you know, we have that kind of posture as yeah. well mm-hmm. of just bringing the highest praise and wanting to bring hope to our community and um, lifting up songs of adoration mm. with our community. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Yeah. 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 So, so now that you mentioned that, you know, you never took a drum lesson in your life <laughs> and mm-hmm. to see where you are now, let's fill in that gap for our listeners here. <laughs> how, how did Tim Kim get from just sitting behind a drum set to now leading, you know, people during a, a, a pandemic? Mm-hmm. in praise and worship yeah how did you go from one to the other man so that it it goes as far back to when i was you know about like 12 13 years old when um you know and i i grew up in the church and um i always learned about god and stuff like that and through all the you know sunday school bible stories and you hear mm-hmm. about all of his miracles and you know and what he's done throughout the old testament and stuff like that and but like 
for me, like God wasn't someone who was very personable. He wasn't someone that I could really just like reach out to, mm-hmm. um, or it felt like he was within grasp. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, in junior high, I attended a retreat where, um, I experienced you know, the love of God in such a way where, um, it just radically changed my life. And I said, mm-hmm. I need this and I want mm-hmm. this and I want to live within this for the yeah. rest of my life. So, you know, I think it was in like the summer after sixth grade, um, where I accepted Jesus and, you know, like any, you know, newborn Christian or, mm-hmm. or, um, like they, they want to do anything and everything mm-hmm. for the Lord. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're like, you know, what can I do? I, I need to go to church. I need to read the Bible from beginning to end. And <laughs> I, uh, you know, I need to go give thousands of dollars to charity and stuff like that mm-hmm. whenever I get the opportunity to. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like God instilled upon my heart that he wanted me to, you know, serve within the church. So um yeah, I joined our youth worship team and um, there was a drummer in place, um, mm-hmm. but within the next like year or year and a half, he actually um, stepped down from that position. So the drumming position became vacant. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, and I, they were like, hey, you should play the drums. And I'm like, at first I was like, whoa, this is crazy. Like <laughs> I never thought I would play drums. Uh, I think drummers are so cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, and originally I, I just wanted to play like electric or something like mm-hmm. that. Something, you know, where I'm like shredding solos and You're stuff right. like that. <laughs> um, but yeah, the drummer, you know, the drummer position became vacant and um, it was actually really funny because at the time my dad was the drummer for the church as oh, well. Wow. Wow. So uh, I think a lot of my inspiration actually came from him mm. and uh, you know, he would practice in our garage with our you know, blue Tama yeah. drum set <laughs> and you know, I would always hear him place and I would kind of just like listen very carefully to like what the patterns wow. he'd play and stuff wow. like that. So um, yeah, and moving forward, uh, the worship leader had sent a timetable for me to start playing. Mm. So um, and they gave me the set list like way in advance. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and the way that I learned was I listened to the songs probably like a thousand times wow. each. And what I would do is I would just try to mimic the drummer in the song. Yeah. And I'd be like, oh, he did this. Let me just try that. Um, and I would, you know, pop on headphones and I would play to the song and stuff wow. like that. And I would just try, try to match it like wow. beat for beat. Mm-hmm. Um which was really like funny because like I wasn't learning fundamentals or I wasn't mm. learning basics. I was just learning the songs. Wow. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So it was pretty funny because I played my first set and it went well. The next week they asked me to play again and um, <laughs> it was going to be completely new songs. I was like, Oh shoot, I'm screwed. Like I need to, <laughs> I need to, I need to learn these songs now. Wow. Um, and mind you, like this was during the school years. So like mm-hmm. yeah. I was still in school and you know, there was homework every night and you know there was an early bedtime and stuff like that because i'm still in junior high Mm -hmm. (laughs) um but yeah i mean moving forward you know throughout high school um i just stuck with it Um, i persevered um even though i there was plenty of times where i was terrible at the drums and like there was like one time where i was just like so bad you can hear like the worship leader so frustrated at me and they're (laughs) like come on man like 
you suck right now. And I'm like, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> I'm trying. Yeah, I, yeah, I know. I was like, I, 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 I suck. I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I just kept practicing and practicing. And, you know, I, it was one of the things where I didn't give up at all. And throughout high school, I kept playing and just got better and better. And um, people started to see the value in me as a, as a drummer. Yeah and and start to see a lot of potential um yeah and one of my you know role models in terms of drumming was actually a older leader within my church um his name was danny um he was you know always like the retreat drummers and um he was just one of the the best drummers that i have seen um within that church and i always looked up to him and Mm. Um, he would always give me tips of encouragement and stuff like that. And he would always um, keep me grounded as to what worship really means and yeah. how to be a worshipful drummer mm. um, and how, you know, we as um, worship drummers, we're not there to take the spotlight or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Like we see on in like rock bands and mm-hmm. stuff like yeah. that. So, wow. yeah. And then it was funny because um, throughout high school, um, that's when I started playing football. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then um, I had played quarterback in high school, which is really funny um, because a lot of people, when I when they ask me, oh, what position do you play? They don't expect me to say quarterback. <laughs> um, and yeah, I 2011, am a... right? <laughs> right, yeah. 2011 um, Hall of Famer for Andrew High School. <laughs> he didn't even know that. <laughs> um, yeah, like... I'm 5'8", and I'm pretty short, so people didn't expect me to play, you know, uh, quarterback in high Mm -hmm. school. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, we were, I was pretty good at it, and in junior year, I was invited to a scouting combine for colleges, Mm -hmm. kind of where you showcase your talent, and you would have recruiters look at you and stuff like that. Um, And then come my senior year, um, I was actually given a offer. Um, mm-hmm. to a smaller school it wasn't like huge or anything like not like a full ride or anything like that um, but it was just an opportunity to play mm-hmm. you know college football and to me like that's what stole my mind within mm-hmm. high school my mm-hmm. senior year mm-hmm. obviously your senior year of high school you're you're thinking of everything that you right. want to do in the future right um, and that's I guess that's when worship really slipped my mind and Mm. like drumming slipped my mind Mm. was i never thought i would have a future doing drums but Mm. i wanted a future doing football so i had you know committed to one school um and then my very last game of my senior season our last home game before playoffs and stuff uh, I had broken my leg wow. um, and it was, it was literally a freak accident. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like anyone just dove straight at my leg. Like they tripped me. I stuck up my leg and you know, my leg broke and wow. it was just such a rare break. Um, but I just remember like, that's when like my world had, it seemed like it flipped upside down. Mm. Um, you know, cut that college that I committed to, they revoked their offer and, you know, they said that you probably won't be the same after this injury and mm. um, we're just not going to risk it. Um, so I mm. was obviously extremely upset yeah. and I was just like, you know, why is this happening? But I do remember one night 
um, when my mom was, you know, giving me pain meds and stuff, um, she said, you know, like, hey, what do you think God's plans are mm. for this? Like, mm. what what do you think, like, he's telling you? Mm. Like, I, I she, she specifically said, I don't think this happened for no reason. Like, wow. I think this happened for a reason. And you need to dig deep and you need to find that. Mm. And, and that came at such a timely point when I was, you know, I was feeling extremely discouraged. Um, and I was just almost depressed, mm. you know, to the point where I was feeling hopeless about, mm -hmm. you know, what I would do. And, you know, the doctors were telling me, oh, it's going to take at least a year for you to walk normally. And mm. um, I was very <clears throat> just discouraged about that. Mm. And yeah, like one thing that remained constant um, through that season of my life was the church. Yeah. And, you know, my friends from my church, they would visit me at my home and you know they would encourage me and tell me that they're praying for me and um just that community was mm. absolutely amazing <clears throat> so yeah i stayed within the church and um it was by the grace of god like mm -hmm. i was i was running in like seven eight months wow um, the healing process was absolutely crazy and the doctors were <laughs> kind of shocked as to how fast i healed mm -hmm. um he knew you had so to then, get back on that kick drum yeah <laughs> so then yeah it in, in that season it did put obviously a pause on drumming yeah um, for obvious reasons but mm -hmm. um yeah i went back to went back to church and i was able to get back behind the drum set and you know i just got better and better and i noticed like wow like this is this is it seems like this is my calling mm, like this wow. seems like this is what i'm supposed to do right so i decided to stay local um for college uh i went to saint xavier mm -hmm. which is in um Oakland, um yeah. kind of like 20 30 minutes away from me yeah um but that the most important thing about that decision was it allowed me to stay within the church mm -hmm. um and now that i look back at it if i were to pursue college football or you know playing football within wherever um i know that i i probably wouldn't have been within the church wow. i probably you know obviously would have lived a pretty typical you know college life mm. where you don't you stray away from god and yeah. um you make poor choices and you know i i felt like that would have been my destiny if wow. i would have you know continued on with this route right. of football but it took god breaking my leg for mm. him for me to notice my potential within like worship and wow. stuff like that and mm -hmm. and and for me to um, see my value within the church as a leader. Wow. Um, so yeah, I stayed within the church. Um, I served on the youth group staff after I graduated college. Um, I was the youth leader for about like three to four years. Um, during that phase, I led worship and I didn't have much um, opportunities to play drums because mm -hmm. I was playing guitar and singing. Mm -hmm. um, but shortly after, um, I stepped down from that position and I was looking for churches. Um, and one of the things I was struggling with during that season was um, the aspect of community. Mm. Um, doing youth was 
it was you know life changing for me but yeah. one of the one of the aspects of my soul that was dying was the community aspect and mm-hmm. and my social aspect of people around my age of people actually feeding me mm. you know i was so focused on feeding the youth kids mm. um that i forgot to feed myself wow. um so yeah um my friend had invited me to come to soul city and i checked it out and the first sermon um that pastor genie had preached was about community um and i was freaked out i was like whoa (laughs) and mind you this was my first church outside Mm -hmm. of a korean church wow so seeing all walks of life Mm -hmm. and seeing all different races in one room i was mind blown by that i was like your shock literally i was like whoa like (laughs) jesus isn't korean (laughs) um especially coming from a large public school too you know to still be to still have shock in that way that's so funny like so interesting right because with church we associate vulnerability and kind Mm -hmm. of like openness so it's like a completely different community Mm -hmm. that you kind of see the church as Mm -hmm. um but yeah i started attending soul city and then um my friend who is the basis um at soul city and we used to play a lot of music um at our old church um he was like hey dude like you should totally try drumming again Mm -hmm. and i was like i don't know these people are super talented like i you know i'm probably super rusty um but i tried it i i had a couple of recorded videos from the past couple years yeah uh, and that was kind of like your way of showing um patrick the worship mm-hmm. leader at the time um kind of what you're about so i sent him those and then i sent him those without <laughs> any expectation of hearing back yeah. i was like these probably suck but i'm just gonna send them. <laughs> um but shortly after he was like hey let's grab coffee and wow. we were able to chat and then i was able to play my first sunday and wow um yeah and then it just took me to a place where um, I was volunteering as a drummer for about a year, and then um, I saw an open position at Soul City, and I applied for it, and I got it. Wow. Um, and I'm here now. Like that's, mm. it's like it's literally God has been writing each page of my story, and mm-hmm. um, that's literally the only reason why like yeah. I'm sitting here right now. Wow, mm. and that is awesome, bro. Yeah. It's like. That I, I wanna I kinda wanna go back to when your mom told when your mom asked you like what that what God is trying to tell you, like how did you receive that in that moment? Can you remember like how you received it? Like you you're in pain, you know, your 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 dreams of football are you are probably quickly dissipating, you know, like right. So how did you receive it from your mom in that moment? Were you like, yeah, you know what? Like, this is right. Or like, oh, okay, yeah, mom. Yeah, yeah. What God is saying. You know, like how I want to know what you were thinking through that. Right. I mean, obviously, I think even for anyone that, that would be in my position, I think the first rational um, emotion would be anger. Mm-hmm. And at first, I just didn't want to. I was like, don't talk to me right now. Like, don't talk to me about God. Uh-huh. Like, yeah. what, are you, what are you trying to tell me right now? I'm in a lot of pain, and you're yeah. trying to tell me about God. Uh-huh. Um, so I was super 
closed minded of that initially mm. when she said that. Um, mm. And then obviously the pain meds kicked in and I was a little <laughs> bit more calm. Um, like, but I remember back, laying talk. there. <laughs> right, right, right. I remember laying there at night and I was just like, just dwelling on that. I was wow. obviously extremely frustrated, but also at the same time, I was like, I cannot be upset at my mom. Mm-hmm. Um, like she's been caring for me so well. Like she would literally wake up at like 3 a.m. just to make sure I have my pain meds and stuff like that because wow. I couldn't walk, mm-hmm. walk or anything like that. And she knew that it was difficult for me to get out of bed. Mm-hmm. So she, you know, she'd wake up at 3 or 4 a.m. just to make sure um, I had my pain meds and stuff like that. Yeah. So I remember trying to fall back asleep and I was so frustrated. Um, but I couldn't reject that truth. Mm-hmm. Um, I was someone who always believed everything happens for a reason. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, for the longest time, I don't know why I thought it was just a freak accident. Mm. Um, and the emotions <laughs> that I was feeling was just like part of part of breaking a bone or something yeah. like that. And, mm-hmm. and part of your, your plan shifting. Um, but yeah, it was, it was, it was hard to accept that but mm-hmm. i remember that was just the turning point mm-hmm. of that injury mm-hmm. wow when when you talked about like you you wanted this like this career in football you wanted that to be your life like what was it about that that you feel like captivated you oh man well obviously um like playing the quarterback position, um, you're, you're the leader of the team. Mm. Um, and especially when you are in a offensive huddle, um, you have 10 guys that are listening to you Mm. and at the sound of your voice, the play starts Mm. at the sound of your voice. Um, the other 21 people on the field are reacting to what you do on the field. Mm. So, and I, and I don't know what it was about that. I just love that. I love that Mm -hmm. I was in control. I love that. Um, there was a lot of like thrill and, you Mm. know, energy and, and the, the aspect of camaraderie with your teammates and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. And something about, you know, and I think about it now, it's crazy, but, you know, I miss waking up at 6 a.m. doing mm-hmm. practice and <laughs> yeah. the two days where we would go from 6 a.m. Mm-hmm. to 6 p.m. for practice mm-hmm. in 90 degree heat. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I definitely miss that. And um, yeah, just that aspect of being a leader on the field and being seen and um, like your contributions is some of the biggest contributions to a team's victory and the team's success. Mm-hmm. So, and I kind of like, I kind of like like that pressure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, even if I didn't do well, um, I remember being able to bounce back the next week um, and saying that I want to do better this week. And, Mm -hmm. you know, just constantly uplifting my teammates and, Mm -hmm. you know, just making sure that I'm a leader that they want to follow on the field. Mm -hmm. What do you think in that God broke down for you through breaking your leg and then also used to make you a leader like now in, in just a different kind of team? Mm-hmm. I think like definitely he, he took me through football to show me how to be a leader, mm-hmm. um, to be a 
to be like the commander figure on the field, mm-hmm. um, but also to be a commander figure off the field. Mm-hmm. Um, just that simple aspect of encouraging people. Um, and, you know, when we think of leaders, we think of people who are in front of the pack, setting the pace. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, God quickly helped me realize that <clears throat> some leaders are called to be in the back of the pack, mm-hmm. being with the people who are, who are slowing down being with the people who are not able to keep up with the pace mm-hmm. um, and a good leader will slow down with them. Mm-hmm. And a good leader will, um, there's a strong aspect of walking beside someone and walking yeah. behind someone. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's moments where we have to walk behind people and push them. Mm-hmm. Um, but majority of the time you just walk next to people and you walk with them. Mm-hmm. Um, if you need to link arms and carry them a little bit of the way and, mm-hmm. you know, help them, then so be it. Um, but that aspect of just being a leader, um, I think that's exactly what God taught me mm-hmm. um, through football is how to be the ultimate encourager, mm-hmm. um, how to be the ultimate pace setter, but also also at the same time being the ultimate pusher, being able yeah. to um, push people who are you know kind of lagging behind or people who just need assistance. Mm-hmm. How do you discern like what is needed when like who who needs to be pushed who needs to be like who needs you to set the pace like how do you discern that? Um, I mean, obviously, you know, discerning that isn't a one hundred percent success rate, right? Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> you know, I'm not perfect in discerning that or knowing that. Um, but I mean, you can tell like when someone is. I think that's what, that's the main prayer that I pray is God, give me your eyes, give me Mm. your ears um, and give me your heart um, to see the things that you would see, to hear the things Mm. that you would hear, um, to feel the things that you would feel. Um, I think that's the discernment that God has given me um, is to be able to see kind of struggle within people Mm. um, and to have that social awareness Mm. um, to know that some people um, in their silence that they're hurting or in their mm-hmm. silence that they need some kind of encouragement. Um, so, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I definitely think, you know, God has given me um, a greater awareness um, over the years. And even for me being at Soul City, um, just learning about different cultures. And mm-hmm. I was just so used to the Korean culture um, mm-hmm. for a very long time, but now I'm learning about all these other different cultures and, um, just seeing what the tendencies are within, you know, certain communities, um, mm-hmm. just being able to identify and see that, um, I can't say that that's my own doing at all. Um, but that's definitely a gift that God has given me and, mm-hmm. um, a gift that I've received, um, just from me praying that prayer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was going to say, because I don't think everyone has that desire right. or right. ability, mm-hmm. It's and, a dangerous prayer for sure. Yes. Yeah. I love that though. Like I've, you know, like I'm in care and like, that's, I feel like that is my like heart's desire too, to really mm-hmm. like, like really hone in on like what's going on and like, how can I be of service to exactly where you are at this moment? Uh-huh. And like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. how can I show up as like, like God working through me? You know, how can I make right. myself available to like what you need? So I, I love that. I'm going to start praying that I'm stealing it. <laughs> <laughs>
that's awesome, man. Yeah, I mean, uh, back to that leadership thing. You know, one of my friends told me that leadership is really empowering people to perform at the same or higher level than you as the leader. And I feel like, I feel like that's something that you've definitely exemplified, especially football and in drums. And then I was going to say also, like, you know, you saying that the play starts at your voice, you know, like, but I would even say that the music starts at the, at the, the kick of the drum and, you know, the, the clicking Mm -hmm. of your sticks, because every time Mm -hmm. I hear, Every time we go in there and the music starts, like the first thing I hear is that, you know, like, so, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. I feel like God gave you everything back in, in a different mm. form, but, but wow. in a form that is now aligning with his call for your life. Mm. Yeah. Wow. And the one thing that I want to um, just ask you is like, how do you feel do you feel completely that you are walking in his purpose? And it seems so, but with that, where do you feel like his purpose is leading you next? I would definitely say that right now, in this moment right now, um, obviously not like 100%, but I would definitely say that I'm walking within the purpose that God had designed me to Mm -hmm. live by. And, um, though it still seems gray, what the next steps are, mm-hmm. um, it definitely is clear to me that, um, God wants to use me within worship. Mm. Um, and yeah, and I, I, I don't know to what capacity, um, for me, even playing acoustic and singing as a worship leader, um, I'm still kind of insecure about that, but, mm-hmm. um, I always gain confidence when people tell me, Oh, like that was so blessing. Mm. Um, and I know that that's the greatest thing that I can offer as a worship leader, mm. um, is my worship on stage. Right. Mm. Um, I, I, you know, to be honest, I don't think I'm the most gifted musician or anything there is. I mess up all the time. You can listen to, you know, even just this past Sunday's soul city worship, um, you'll hear, hear, hear a couple of hiccups and stuff like that. <laughs> Um, well, I doubt we but, would hear them. You might hear them, but I doubt we would. <laughs> You're watching but, uh, your playbacks like you did for football. <laughs> right, <laughs> right, right. Um, but definitely for me, one thing is that even if my play is lacking, um, like my heart will never lack. Mm. Um, my heart will always be in that right posture of worship and that readiness right. of what worship is and um yeah, like I hold that value of worship to just a value or I hold it so high within my life that it is, you know, like nothing mm-hmm. can come before that. Mm. Right. And in that moment of worship, I'm not thinking of anything else. I'm not doing anything else other than worshiping the Lord in that moment. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for me, um, it's very clear that, you know, God wants to use me within worship and um, he's just revealing slowly more and more of, you know, how he wants to use me as a worship leader, Um, you know, to what capacity that is, I Mm -hmm. don't know. Right. Um, But like, that's just very clear to me that um, worship is definitely my calling. And, uh, you know, for me, being able to be like a paid worship leader or to say that worship leading is my career. 
I never thought that in yeah. a million years. Mm-hmm. Um, so for God to place that on my heart right now mm-hmm. is very, um, I'm like, okay, like I <laughs> will try it, but right. it's just like, it's still, it's still, it still seems so far-fetched mm-hmm. that yeah. I could do this as a career. Right. Yeah. Um, Right. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, I think there's a pattern on your life Mm -hmm. and I don't know if you see it, but Mm -hmm. I feel like you mentioning that, you know, doing acoustic and leading and singing in that way is still something that's, uh, makes you nervous or uncomfortable. Um, Mm -hmm. but you know, it was the same thing with the drums, you know what I mean? And then you didn't really mention it too much, but wasn't it the same thing for stepping into the role of quarterback for you? Cause that wasn't originally what you were going to be playing. Right. 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 I was going to play like a receiver or a linebacker mm-hmm. and kind of completely opposite of quarterback <laughs> right. during our freshman year, the starting the quarterback during that time he had stepped down. So mm. the quarterback position was vacant. Um, I remember my coach was just watching us and he was thinking, and then he saw me throw the ball once and he was like, Hey, mm-hmm. throw it again. And I, <laughs> you know, bombed it. Um, and he was like, you're going to play quarterback. And I'm like, wow. are you serious? Yeah. Like, I was freaking out. I was like, dude, I just want to, mm be like a complete bozo and i just want to like tackle people and you know just run into people i'm not you know skillful enough to play quarterback but let alone like you know god had all that planned Mm -hmm. in advance yeah (laughs) Mm -hmm. but but i think that your your uh your your strength is not putting and this might sound backwards but your strength because i believe this is one because when we put expectations on things i feel like if we put expectations on people or things, we, we tend to feel failed. So Mm -hmm. I think your strength lies in the fact that you are so willing and that you show up with a posture of surrender Mm -hmm. and you're there to just be a part of the team. And in those two instances with the drumming and football, it seemed like somebody stepped down and there was a need. And because you had those, qualities you were willing you had the surrender and you had mm-hmm. no expectations you're just like i'm gonna fill the gap i'm gonna be the team player and you became the mm-hmm. leader mm-hmm. so whether it's it's now in a few years at soul city out of soul city whatever it is i feel like that you, you what you have in that that posture and that surrender and that willingness all of it together you know that spot that vacancy is going to open up and the lord is going to use you even on in your uh, feelings of being unsure, you know, wow. because that's how he uses you. And I see that mm-hmm. you explaining it. I see that pattern on you is mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. you don't let that stop you. Yeah. It might be something that you feel in the moment, but mm-hmm. you can see that your ceiling is still so high. Yeah. Wow. Mm. Yeah, I think it's pretty crazy too. Like, even can I get an amen? This Tim? Role. I'm just oh, kidding. Amen, brother. <laughs> amen, kidding. amen. I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, even this role at Soul City, um, doing operations, I never like saw myself having these kinds of skill sets. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, you know, quickly noticed, you know, whenever there's a ministry need, mm. um, like I'm definitely willing to jump in um, to develop whatever solution or you know greater efficiency for whatever project Mm -hmm. or event um 
I definitely like see that now that you mention it is um yeah de- definitely like a willing individual mm-hmm. um just to see success within other people mm-hmm. um and to contribute to success for the greater good right. um obviously for the church and stuff um but yeah that was it was an interesting observation that is so true that I never really like pinpointed mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah i feel like that's the one thing that like you know I mean, we read in the word, you know, all these things and, and God's laws and just, mm-hmm. you know, so many different ways to go about different things. And, and it means different things for different people. But I feel like the one thing that remains constant is having a willing heart, mm-hmm. you know, right. you right. know, when, when Jesus was picking his disciples and, and telling them to drop whatever they were doing and follow him, like there might have mm-hmm. been that sense of nervousness and, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. uh, feeling unready or unsure, but they were willing and yeah, it took them to greater heights. So I feel like, you know, the fact that you are doing everything that you can within your day to give to the, give to the gifts that God has you. I mean, he's utilizing you in ways and, and feeding that hunger for just growth and development that you want. And that, mm-hmm. that, that security, um, I just feel like God is blessing you in so many ways. So continue mm-hmm. to like, just know there's a pattern on your life. Um, oh. yeah. And I think that as long as you remain willing and in that surrender, man, you're going to do some amazing things. Amen, man. Mm-hmm. I receive and I accept that mm-hmm. fully. I know you do. That's why I told you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't tell everybody, but I tell the ones that are ready. <laughs> but but I say that because, you know, your story just makes me think of, man, of just my life. Because I feel like, like you said, man, like there's a we. I feel like just me and you in, in general, we share a lot of similarities. And mm-hmm. the same thing happened for me, uh, you know, in sports and baseball, just tearing my shoulder and, and calling, wow. it, calling it quits. And, um, you know, just knowing like that my passion, my love for the game is and will always be there. But, and I was giving everything to it. That was what I thought my career was going to be. I had big mm-hmm. aspirations and dreams. And when I tore my shoulder, I think it was like a thing where, I just never did what you did and just really like ask God what, you know, what does this mean for me and you like going forward? Like, what are you trying to tell me? And, you know, I knew that I wanted to do other things and I feel like I stumbled into the things that he wanted me to do, but I feel like that cooperation and that willingness, I didn't surrender in those moments and I'm I'm learning now, you know, and just hearing your story just makes me feel like, man, like what patterns have been in my life, you know? Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, it's just, it's, I'm grateful for, for you sharing what you're sharing and the fact that, you know, we're not far removed as far as age or, or, uh, you know, location, geographical Mm -hmm. location. (laughs) And the fact that like, if you would have went another route, I would have went another route. We would have never met at Soul City. Right. You know what I mean? So like God is in this a hundred and thousand percent. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah. And I don't know what for, but I know that uh, at least for now it was for you to 
be here, share your story and like, just give, you know, even me encouragement Mm -hmm. in having you on here, man. So you guys encourage me, man. Yeah. Yeah. Keep, keep going, man. Keep doing what you're doing. Cause it's not, it's not over yet. I mean, you know, who knows, who knows, man, Mm -hmm. you're going to be doing some big things. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I appreciate it, man. Absolutely. Mm. So what we do, Tim, is um, I know we didn't really go through our our normal questioning, um, but one thing I did want to ask you is like, you know, what are the the true norths that you hang on to? Um, You know, what is is that one thing that you are like, man, like even when even in my darkest hours, even when I feel pain inside or physically or whatever it may be, what are those things that you hold on to that you know are the promises of God over your life? Uh, it's just acknowledging, knowing that God's goodness is always for me and with me and um, always beside me. Um, and it's going, you know, in front of me, well beyond me. Mm. Um, and through every season, and it's so crazy, like that song, Goodness of God. Mm-hmm. Um whenever I turn it on, literally it, it makes me so tender each time. Mm-hmm. Um, because every time I listen to it, I think of when I was feeling so depressed within my room when I was, um, you know, I had my broken leg mm-hmm. and feeling so hopeless. Um, if I had this song, you know, then I, I would have quickly shut it out. Mm-hmm. Um, but to hear the song now, it mm-hmm. puts like everything you know, God, it, it's like I was looking at a wall super close, like an <laughs> inch away, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, and I only see, you know, what's right in front of me. But mm-hmm. it's, it literally felt like God was pulling me back mm-hmm. like a couple hundred feet. And now I see the bigger picture. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was the puzzle that he was putting together masterfully mm-hmm. um, and that everything happened intentionally. Um, yeah, so, yeah, it's just like my true north um and my my hope for the times of when i'm feeling down is that is knowing that right now in this moment where i am that's where god wants me to be Mm. um it's all part of his story um so go through the emotions it's okay Mm. um process all these emotions right now Mm. um but there's gonna be another day where you know, come tomorrow or the next day or, or a couple of days, like it's going to pain doesn't last forever. Mm-hmm. Um, but God's goodness does. Mm. And whenever I'm ready to receive it, whenever I'm ready to acknowledge it, it's going to be there wow. and it's mm-hmm. going to be abundant. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's definitely something that I hold value to um, in every season of my life. And that's something that gives me hope um, whenever Wow. Mm-hmm. Add preacher to that list too. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing, man. Thank you so much for, mm-hmm. for sharing and giving us, uh, giving us time on a day when you could be doing anything else. And oh, we wow. just appreciate you for mm-hmm. sharing your walk and just, you know, I'm excited to see what's going to happen in your life, man. And, mm-hmm. and that's right. the honest truth. I'm, I'm excited for you. For sure. Um, Thank you so much. But yeah, Catherine, any, any last remarks, anything else? Um, what words of encouragement would you give to someone mm-hmm. who can relate to what you have been through? Mm-hmm. Um, 
I think for me, it's always the joy comes in the morning. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, whatever season that we're in, um, as long as you believe it, as long as you have a relationship with the Lord, um, there's going to be breakthrough. There's mm-hmm. going to be a better day ahead of you. And though, you know, things are really crazy right now and people are struggling with finances and, you know, jobs mm-hmm. and, you know, yeah. a lot of logistical things like, um, God is just preparing us for something else. Mm. God is preparing mm-hmm. us um, for a greater feast, for mm. a, a bigger banquet table. Wow. Um, so, yeah, I mean, my encouragement to everyone is to um, keep running the race, even though it's hard. Mm-hmm. Um, keep chucking away at it. There's mm. going to be people um, like myself um, who are going to be readily available to encourage you. Mm-hmm. Um to you know give you water from the sidelines like mm-hmm. the people wow. do at, in the in the Chicago marathon right. um there is going to be people that are going to be championing you so mm-hmm. to just keep going um and to know that God's plans for you in your life are always worth it mm-hmm. and that um though it may not be what you want um his plans are going to be infinitely more rewarding mm-hmm. than what you could ever mock up yep. in your life yes wow. Yes, that is something I have learned that I can plan and plan and plan and, and it like my best plans couldn't even compare to what God actually has. Right, right. Mm. And his timing is just so perfect.